welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and once again I'm delighted to see I'm joined by the Sunday Mail's Chief Football Writer Scott McDermott and Fraser Wilson of the Daily Record. How are you boys? Not bad at all, Gavin. So, we'll start at the weekend. Um, obviously, the Scottish Cup uh, quarter-final coming up at the weekend after a midweek trip hibs but first of all scott you were at ibrox on saturday it was a big test of character how would rangers respond after the huge disappointment of losing the via play cup final to celtic at hamden the 3-1 scoreline suggested did that quite well by all accounts impressive in the first half took their foot off the gas a wee bit in the second but overall what did you think of the response and uh given how much of a blow it was at hamden well, listen, overall, you need to say the response was good because they came out the blocks pretty fast, you know, scored three good goals, well-worked goals, um, and they got the three points. Gav, I mean, that was the, that was the main thing, to get the kind of back on, back on track again. Um, but I just thought the performance overall, I mean, it almost kind of just kind of summed up this Rangers team, this Rangers squad for me. I mean, since Michael Beals came in, I think he's said it himself that he's not really had a 90-minute performance from them. Maybe Hearts away at Tynecastle was the one, you know, the kind of most complete performance that he's had. But um, really good on Saturday, first half, quick tempo, looked hungry. The changes that he made in personnel worked for them. Some would argue a couple of day changes. So if he'd have went with them at, at Hamden the week previously, things might have been might have been different. Um, but he got the response he wanted early on. The problem was in the second half, there was a real opportunity there for Rangers to go and rack up some goals and a big scoreline and really try and get the punters back on side, put on a show for them. And I just think again, the approach and the attitude rather than come out and go for the jugular and go for four, five, six. It was a case of, no, let's just sit on the three, let's just get the three points, let's try and slow the game down. And you used to know as, as well as I do, I mean, that's just know what Rangers fans in a home game against Kilmarnock want. They want to go for goals. I mean, you look at, look at Celtic the second half against St Martin on Sunday, just absolutely going for the, going for the throat. Um, this Rangers team just don't look as if they've got that ruthlessness in them and I think that's that mentality is something that Michael Beale's going to have to going to have to change over the summer No, and the only way he can really do that I suppose is by is by new players um, I mean listen they eventually kind of turned it round again after Kelly had a really good kind of 15-20 minute spell at the start of the second half where they went at Rangers and Rangers couldn't really handle it for that that we that we while they eventually kind of turned it round again and you know, were pretty pretty comfortable winners. But as I say, there was an opportunity lost there to go and get four, five, six. They'll play with the same intensity as they did in the first forty-five, but they couldn't do that. And I think that's just symbolic, really. This this Rangers team and where they are at the moment. Fraser Scott touched on it there. A lot of people do highlight it, the difference between Celtic and Rangers that Celtic have that. You know, ruthless streaking. It's something that Ange Postecoglou. It became apparent very early on. You saw the sort of training clips, and it was you know the kind of we never stop. And I mean, how how do you instill that in a squad? Can it only come from from changing players 
Well, that's the main thing, isn't it? I mean, you compare the players and, for instance, as much, I really rate Antonio Cholak. He's a penalty box finisher. Mm-hmm. A predator in the penalty box, I think, is first class. It reminds me sometimes of Chris Boyd. Um, but if you're talking about relentless, going after teams and wearing them down and just bang, bang, bang at that door, you need a bit more. You need, need more energy, you need more pace, you need more than one player bringing that. I mean, Celtic have got it right across the front line, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Rangers just don't seem to have that. And I mean, no apologies for saying it. Rangers don't seem to have that Kyogo type character that will just absolutely terrorise a defence for 90 minutes and unrelenting, whether it's 6 0, 7 0, just won't stop. And um, I think that I mean, I'm not jumping on the bandwagon saying Michael Beale needs to sign 10 players this summer but I think someday of that ilk has to be key because mm-hmm. um, if you've got the likes of Tom Lawrence coming back in midfield mm-hmm. who's not been seen since August mm-hmm. I think that could more maybe one more addition in midfield with Tom Lawrence coming back could mm-hmm. take Rangers to a level that could compete in midfield maybe one more central defender but up top I think they have to really push the ball out look outside the box to bring in somebody that's really going to make a difference like Kyogo has for Celtic. I mean, you could still be a penalty box predator type player and have that ruthless streak. I mean, look at, remember Chris Boyd? I mean, he would, you know, he would just, he would check his granny for a goal, wouldn't he? I mean, so it's not necessarily the style of player you mean, you just mean the mentality when you're talking about Trollac, you know, is it more about that mentality of, of wanting more? I think it's their ability, just what they bring to the table. I mean, if you've got... kind of keep harking back to what Celtic have got and what Rangers have, not they? But Celtic, you've got three guys across that front line, no matter who they play, that'll just terrorise defences. And right now, Rangers don't seem to be at the same sort of pace, same sort of movement. Uh, I know they've got Hadji to come back. Um, but whoever you play through the middle, be it Cholak or Morelos, doesn't give you that same... What's the word I'm looking for? You know, just that relentless energy that's going to run you ragged and stretch you and pull you about. Desire? I don't know. I don't think they're lacking desire, Gab. It's just a different type of player. Fraz, I agree in terms of... I've said on here for a while now, the way Michael Beale ultimately is going to want this Rangers team to play, he needs a totally different type of striker. I mean, he's had to make do with Alfredo Morelos who... No, there's a real lack of movement and lack of energy there for one reason or another. Cholak, like you, again, I like him as a as a penalty box finisher, but again, he's not going to he's not going to run channels and chase people down. And Saturday, Cholak was actually really good. He looked hungry. He linked to play really well. He actually did add a bit of energy to his game that probably wasn't even there at the start of the season, even when he was scoring those goals. It's clear Bill has told him, "No, this is what I need from you." You're right, Fraser, ultimately, that there will be another... He's already said that he's earmarked a centre-forward already to come in uh, for, for next season. And I think it will be a... I don't know if it'll, it'll be like identical to Kyogo, but it'll be somebody of that ilk, you know, just really energy, pace, that kind of uh, that kind of pest quality you know, that defenders hate playing against. I mean, obviously, you look at the Celtic game on Sunday, St Mirren... No, architects their own downfall. Charles Dunn, obviously, when, when St Myrna are doing well, he makes a real howler, a real mistake. And it was an individual mistake. But if you actually look at the other side, he's forced into that mistake by, by Kyogo's style and the way 
he plays just toe harassing and pesting centre backs, and that's where Fraser's right. But Rangers don't really don't really have that at the minute. But Gav, just so mm-hmm. all that's correct. But getting back to my original point, I do think there is a mentality issue with that ruthlessness. I do think you need to have that within you that when you're three 0 up in a game. You're no happy unless you get four, five, six. And I think too many Rangers players. And by the way, this is something we've been talking about since Stephen Gerrard came in the door. So it'll be nothing new. Even when Gerrard was doing well as Rangers manager, the criticism was always that they they, they lacked that ruthlessness, that killer instinct. You no, know, they would win games kind of you know, 2-0 or 3-1 or whatever. And really there was chances to kick on and get and get more goals. I think that's still there now. Um I mean, at Ibrooks on Saturday in the second half, I mean, the crowd ended up getting in their back even when they were three up, and it was because of the, it was because of the attitude, it was because of the approach. Even the captain uh, Tavernier probably got it in the neck more than most. But it was lackadaisical on on the ball. He was trying to slow things down rather than quicken it up. I mean, the, the, the punters are urging them to go forward and get that. Get that fourth goal, and he was trying. He was trying to calm everything down. Just a real, I don't know, a real lack of understanding. I mean, he he should know better uh, in terms of what the crowd are, are looking for. But I definitely think that's an issue in the in the dressing room. And when it comes to signing players, Bill's going to have to know characters and personalities and know that they have got that that killer instinct in them because that's that's one of the things that's missing at the moment. Let's go into it because so just very quickly, sometimes mm-hmm. other clubs, maybe not in Rangers situation, would be um applauded for game management, slowing the game down when you're three 0 up, just taking this thing out at blah blah blah. But Rangers at home to Kilmarnock, you're bang on it, they'll not get away with that. And no. Kilmarnock's away form right now, they can't buy a win. I mean exactly. it's worse in the league, so Rangers should have went for the throat. Kilmarnock in the first half. No, could have been easily five, six down. As you say, I mean, their confidence away from home is completely short. I mean, they, they were there for the taking. Credit to Derek McInnes. He changed it at half-time. He puts an extra striker on with a bit of pace and Jordan Jones. No, an auxiliary striker, basically, because he had no one else. But just Jones's pace and energy seemed to cause Rangers a problem. And suddenly, no, Rangers deepened. Kelly put a bit more pressure on and Rangers couldn't couldn't handle being being hassled for that that fifteen minute uh, fifteen twenty minute spell, and that's what got the crowd up. No, Bill wasn't happy with it after the game, obviously. Uh, so it, it was just it was a missed opportunity, as you say, Gav. After the cup final, there was a chance there to put on a real show, and you no, know, really go and kind of punish a team. Kelly were the perfect opposition for that. Really, they did it for forty five minutes, but as I say. At Rangers or Celtic, you don't, you don't get certainly when you're no when you're at the old firm and you're no winning when you're playing second fiddle, you don't get away with that. No, three 0 someone's there for the taking. You need to go and you need to go and kill them basically and get four or five goals. In that sense, when you're talking about mentality and you, how impressed have you been with Nicholas Raskin? He looks like somebody who does have that energy and desire, and he's, you know, I suppose it comes back to the argument: should he play at Hamden? But yeah. You know, Debated that, but in terms of going forward, how impressed about how impressed are you about the future with him in the midfield? No, I've been really impressed so far. I mean, he's still a young young guy. He's not been in there that long. I think the best is is obviously yet to come from him. But I've said before, he does give Rangers midfield something different. 
you know, he gives them an intensity, a tempo. You know, he's hungry to go and win the ball back quickly. Um, he passes forward all the time. You know, he's incisive with his passes. Just a simple thing. No, he's understanders, but you don't get a lot of midfielders now that actually travel with the ball at their feet. No, a lot of them just want to pass, pass, pass. Raskins, he's willing to travel forward with the pass, break, uh, with the ball, break lines, commit players. I think that's re- something Rangers have lacked uh, in, in midfield. Um, it reminds me, somebody said to me at the weekend, he reminded them a wee bit of like, kind of Stuart McCall type. <laughs> I don't I mean McCall loved to tackle that. I'm not sure Raskin's kind of that that type, but he reminds me a wee bit of Gattuso, just in the way the way that he played, just with that energy and you know that tempo, and as I say, that desire to win the ball back quickly and, and try and get forward. Um, and it's very early days with him, but I think the signs are promising. I thought him and Cantwell together, you no, know, linked up really well at the weekend, and that's ultimately a glimpse into the future. We know Michael Beale. It's desperate to get to the summer and reshape this squad, no kind of mould it into his his kind of image, get the players that he wants. I think Raskin and Cantwell are going to almost be like poster boys for this kind of new, new fresh start at Rangers, this kind of fresh look, this kind of vibrant Rangers that, that Bill clearly wants. And as I say, I, I definitely think Raskin offers them something different to Kamara, Jack, Lundstrom all very similar in terms of how they how they play. I thought Ryan Jack did really well at the weekend as well, but you're right. I mean, Raskin's performance, even though he could only last about an hour and he kind of ran out of legs on Saturday, he's obviously still looking for that kind of match fitness, but it did make you think, you know, I, I, I said it at the time, you know, pre-cup final, that he should have started for those reasons that we're speaking about. And I think Bill watching him will probably realise himself that it was a mistake, he should have started at hand and might not have changed the result, but it would definitely have gave Rangers midfield a different a different dimension because uh, they really lacked obviously that, that intensity and, and tempo in the in the cup final. Fraser, um another week and another banner or banners, I think uh, uh, I books um it was the one having a go at Michael Beale at the Livingston game. Michael Beale spoke, I think, in the press conference that you were at, Scott, about how he reached out to the Union Bears. And then, you know, the week after the cup final for the Kilmarnock game there, there was one directed towards, you know, the, the board saying kind of t- took their eye off. They've taken their eye off the ball. Two years ago, um, this week, Rangers were celebrating winning the title by, you know, they romped in the title. You know, two years on, questions are, are, are now being asked. Michael Beale is calling for a bit of unity, saying it'll be easier if we stick together. But do you also understand the fans' frustrations and, or, or you know, is it not going to help at all by unveiling banners like that? Uh, no, I, I understand it. Uh, that's the climate we live in with fans unfurling banners these days and understand their frustrations when he point out it's been two years. That's incredible, isn't it? Two years since they won the title. Just look at the pictures today. and um, that, That's incredible. Well, I think... Two years ago this week. Uh, I mean, they've got a point. It comes down to the transfer windows since that time where... Um, mm-hmm. They've stood still. I mean, there was all the talk about fixing the roof while the sun was belting down and all that. Yeah. Um, well, they didn't, did they? Um, and that, to be fair, Michael Beale was part of that management team, but that that's all history now. It's 
Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good point, and Rangers fans are right to keep reminding the board so they don't do it again. But I, I think, uh, as Scott alluded to there, they can be quite happy with their January transfer window. Mm-hmm. Those two players in particular, Cantwell and Raskin, who they seem to put a lot of work into signing. And if that's a kind of sign of windows to come, then I can understand there should be a wee bit of uh, optimism there. And look, Bill's no lost a league game yet. Was it 12 league games? Yeah. One draw? So yeah. just that, That's what I was going to say to you, Fraser. I mean, that's where it's, you know, it's a bit unfortunate for him, in a sense, because he has come in and apart from the cup final defeat, you know, I mean, he's pretty much... Done what's been asked about. Aimed at the board, though. I mean, is it no aimed at the board to make sure they don't take their eye off the ball again? No, no, absolutely it is. But what I'm saying is, you know, while there is that bit of sort of discontent in the stands, it's obviously going to make his job harder, isn't it? I mean, Uh, he's not long in the door. I mean, it's it's a difficult difficult position for him. Yeah, it does. He's not got broad shoulders. Don't be manager of Rangers or Celtic. But it it goes to show, you know, when he he was addressing this issue, you know, he was talking about, I mean, he was saying, well, I don't think, you know, we've taken the eye off the ball, you know, since the, the Rangers dominated for 18 months prior to him following Stephen Gerrard uh, to Villa. He was saying since then there's been a change of manager, you know, Van Bronckhurst won the Scottish Cup and got into Europa League final, carrying on that work. But, and this is... This is where the big problem comes in the in the in the environment of the old firm is that I mean Rangers I read I read saying that they're on course for ninety four points I think they're four points better off now than they were at the exact well, same stage last season. Well, that's it. heading for ninety four points, you know, which would win you the league in many seasons, you know. But the problem is, and and it's that's the issue in, in Glasgow is you're always going to be measured against the other, and so while Celtic are. are you know, going the way they are, then that's how you're going to be judged. But but maybe maybe a bit unfair at times. It is because you can only control what you can control. And Celtic Celtic must be very close to being at the absolute height that they yeah. can get to under Postcoglu. I can't imagine them being any better. I mean, yeah. uh, that might come back to bite me in the bum, but I can't yeah. imagine them getting any better than this. So it's up to Rangers to try and close that gap. Uh, Scott will know better than me. I've got no idea what has happened between Rangers being a penalty kick away from winning a European trophy and also winning the Scottish Cup a couple of days later to to where they were in November. I, I don't quite understand what happened with Rangers there. I mean, obviously, Scott, we know that the recruitment there's been you know there's been so much scrutiny in the in the recruitment and um, I see the investor Stuart Gibson came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw his comments. Yeah. But as well as his banner saying the board had taken the eye off the ball, there was one on Saturday as well, I think, and with, with targeting Stuart Robertson and Ross Wilson in particular. Stuart Gibson actually came out in an interview uh, on a podcast uh, defending all of the board and saying that Ross Wilson, uh, he, he, he honed in on the, the sales of uh, Calvin Bassey and Joe Rebo and how much money he's saying he kind of smashed it out of the park with the money he brought in for them and was defending uh, Ross Wilson. When the fans start to target you like that, I mean, how difficult is it to to, to find a way back? That is difficult. Um, I mean, the next, goes without saying, the next transfer window 
is going to be absolutely huge for Rangers in terms of the amount of money they spend, in terms of the quality of player they get in. And by that, I mean guys who go straight into the first team, uh, which Michael Beale has called for. Um, a lot will depend on players they get out as well. And also, of course, the guys that are that are out of contract, you know what happens with them. When you take all that into consideration, it's just going to be a huge window for for Rangers going forward. And I think Bill knows that. And I think ultimately that's when Ross Wilson's really going to earn his calm because the pressure is on. Now, um the, the fans gave the problem the fans have got, and they've shown that in these banners, is that we were talking earlier about the team lacking a bit of ruthlessness mm-hmm. Kenny Miller said in his Sunday Mail column at the weekend when Rangers won the title and Celtic were pretty much on their knees in terms of their squad and where they were mm-hmm. with no manager there was a chance for Rangers to put the phrase Kenny used was put put their foot on their necks mm-hmm. and they didn't do it and I think that's what, that's what's annoying the fans they've seen Rangers get to a point you know, it was an unbeaten uh, league season winning the title so far ahead of Celtic you'll be able to tell me the points you have 24 points or something Mark. Yeah. won the league by 21 points maybe 24 or something yeah so there was the fans I think saw an opportunity there to go and win you know, title 56 57 in quick succession and ultimately there was a lack of investment in that in that squad because we talked about it last week with the cup final. It's it's basically the same team that, that's still playing, um, that's been playing for the last the last three or four years, and yet there's been a lot of players come in. So that tells you the recruitment hasn't been good hasn't been good enough. You know, the guys like hate to kind of throw them in again, but like, no, like Rabbi Matondo for three million quid clearly just just hasn't worked nowhere near the the first team, even though he's been injured recently. So that's that side of it has to has to improve um, but as I say I think that's the fans issue is that they don't feel as if they've progressed yeah. and saying Fraser's saying no, how can it change for you no know, European final and win the Scottish Cup but seen that was the same team that got there was the team that won, yeah. that won the title it's never that this squad has never been able to kick on because they've no strengthened properly yeah. I know it's simplifying it but I spoke to even a couple of fans on uh, Saturday just kind of in the main stand uh, before the game and I think the big question is how much money is there to go and, to go and spend players finance is going to be key but is, that, is this not part of the issue I mean the, the, you know Rangers when you consider and I know you can't always and, and this is the argument that fans will say well, you can't keep harking back to you know when when, when People defend, you know, the current board and say, "Well, look what they did." They say, "Well, you can't keep on living off that title success." But, but, but the speed in which they did come back from being in the bottom tier to then win the league was probably quicker, you know, than, than many could have imagined. And that, you know, they probably did front load a lot of it to win that title. And is that not the price that you then sort of pay at the other end? You know, I mean, Fraser was talking about fixing the roof and all that, and I remember Stephen Gerrard coming out with that quote. You know, it's after they had won the league, but they made a lot of sacrifices. You know, there was a lot. Of, you know, even get into that season, 
when the league was won, you know, a lot of people say, well, they might sell Fred Umbrellas because they need the money. You know, but they didn't, you know, they didn't take the money. They resisted the temptation to sell in order to win that that league. But surely then you have to pay a price for that. I know what you're saying, but I still think they had to kick on after that season, Gary. I think you're right. You can't, you can't keep hearting back. They were in a great position when they won that title. And probably in hindsight, one or two of those players should have been sold for profit. And that's how you refresh it again. I mean, Ange Postacoglu is sitting pretty just now. He's got a kind of, no, he's freshened up the squad for this season. They're going to kick on and win the title they might even win a treble mm. he's talking at the weekend there saying he's ready to get players lined up for the next window because he's going to recycle it again that's the way that's the way it has to be now and, no modern football and especially I think when you're at the when you're at the old firm you know, when finances are, are yeah. key you know, lack of TV money Champions League qualification it has to constantly recycle and I mean you're talking about that squad I mean Two or three years ago, Rangers were looking at you know, Ryan Kent, Alfredo Morelos, Glenn Kamara has been three of the biggest assets. You know, I, I think I think at one point, Stuart Robertson did a thing where he was talking about the value of the squad. I mean, he had this huge value the squad was worth you know, 40 million or, or whatever, it, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. These guys now, I mean, Kent and Morelos are going to walk out the door for nothing in the summer. Kamara has been kept too long when clearly he wanted to go. His value is depreciated, you know, even though he's in contract. I'm not sure how much you would get for him in the summer. Mm. That's a manic, that's a, no, that's a bold problem. That should never have been allowed to happen. Irrespective of whether you won the title or no, that within your squad, that can't be allowed to happen the way finances are at the moment. And that's and I think all of these frustrations have built up. It does seem strange. Fans are holding banners up and all that when the league forum is so good. There's a new manager in the door, there's two new players that were you know we've been really impressed by. In that sense, I feel really sorry for Michael Beale because it's it's not really his it's not really his doing. But you're right, Gav, while there's that discontent there, I don't think it makes his job easy. He would want everything to be smooth, everybody to be together, everybody on the same page. And that's why, you know, going back to this this summer. And he knows it, Bill knows it, he keeps talking about it. This summer's going to be absolutely huge for Rangers in terms of in terms of where they go moving forward. Gav, yeah, see just to balance up the finance thing, right? Um, we're talking about players that now have no value, but they brought in over 30 million for two players in the last year in Bassey and Patterson. And I mean, what 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 will they get for their Champions League um adventure last summer? Is that not another 30 million? Yeah, we're talking about a lot of this money is still to drop. They're sixty million in a year and a half. They must they must have something to spend this summer, a, a decent whack. I think that's I think that's what the fans are expecting, Fraser, and that's why it's going to be so interesting to see uh, if it happens. Punters punters think that there's that there's money there. There's no excuses for there no being finances there, but the money that's come in for those players as well as the European money, they should be in a position to really go and strengthen that first team and it's like we're talking about we can't wear and asking this team needs refreshed reinvigorated Bill wants to play a different style a quicker no, high tempo style to do that you need to go and get different players and you need to go and pay I'm not saying top dollar because 
I think Celtic and Postacoglu have been clever. Mm-hmm. It showed that you can do it without spending huge amounts of money, but there's going to need to be investment in that in that first team squad in the summer. The Rangers are going to want to going to want to kick on and, and put on a serious uh, title challenge next season. It was a 25 point gap, by the way, two years ago. I just uh, I was googling that well. <laughs> <laughs> and on that squad valuation, Scott, you said Stuart Robertson, but just to check, are you are you referring to? Am I? Is it King that said that? Oh, Dave King, did he not value it at over two hundred million? I think. Yeah, and, yeah. And Ross Wilson laughed that off. Sorry, I just want you to to, to double check unless. Unless Stuart Robertson had also valued it, but Dave King was the one who said... Uh, I'm, you know what, I may be getting mixed up. Is it Stuart Robertson got about a stick for his Morelos valuation? Oh, possibly. Oh, yes. He was worth 20 million, like Dembele or something. That's right. You may be right on that one, but uh, just on the squad valuation, no, I, the only reason I, 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 I remember that is because, of course, Ross Wilson was asked about that at the AGM yeah. last year and how the, why had it kind of the value decreased, but... Yeah, I think Ross Wilson had to say there was no science involved. <laughs> 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 he, he, was having, he was having to defend. He was having to defend the, the, the drop of the value. So I think you have to say that. But I've never that. known a player's valuation to roller coaster like Alfredo Morelos ever in my lifetime. I'm just going to say what we're laughing about that. But Morelos, Stuart Robertson did say 20 million, similar to Dembele. He did. We're now talking about a guy. He's going to walk out. Of, he's walking out the door for nothing. Mm-hmm. And and Kent. Yeah, and, and Kent. That's incredible. But Morelos in particular, just the drop off. That's without going into a, a big Morelos rant again. But I mean, the, the drop off and his performances and the levels that we've seen him at for Rangers, yeah. you know, to become top scorer in Europe and stuff like that. I mean, where he is now. I just think, no, I mean, listen, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but of course, Rangers should have tried to cash in on Morelos when when they had the chance. I mean, we don't know exact details on bids and stuff, but I mean, the general consensus is, I think, Leo were were seriously in for him at 1.14 million. Oh, yeah, I had a bid. Was it not even 18? Was it not even as high as 18, maybe, a bid? When you think of that now... Watch some of his performances this season, and the fact is, but I know nothing's confirmed. Michael Beale keeps saying, "Oh no, contract offers, nothing's been discussed." But I'll be absolutely flabbergasted if Alfredo Morelos is still at Rangers next season, and if he's no, then he'll be he'll have left for for nothing. Yeah, yeah. There's a story saying twenty million euro, right? Leo from Leo back then. That was a ten twenty million euros, and you're absolutely right, Scott. Stuart Robertson did value him the same as Moussa Dembele. Yeah, that was right. Um, well, just finally, Fraser, before we go, it's the Scottish Cup this weekend after the trip to Hibs. It's right over at home, so that's a, a decent enough draw, I suppose, for Rangers, just about getting back to Hamden in terms of the Scottish Cup, um, obviously uh, defending the trophy and um, just trying to get back to Hamden for the final. Aye, it's that ruthlessness that we started this podcast talking about. You've got to go out for the first minute and go for Wraith's throat at home against the championship side. There's no excuse. But I saw Wraith put Motherwell out in the last the last round and they've got they've got threats. Um nothing to lose, which is the biggest threat that can mm-hmm. face Rangers. Wraith will just go out there and enjoy themselves and try and impose themselves in the game. Um, yeah. they've they've got definite threats. Um 
boy Sam Stanton was outstanding in the middle of the park, former Dundee United and Hibs player uh, against Motherwell. Um, and oh, the big defender, Tom, Tom, Tom Lang. Tom Lang. Tom Lang was outstanding as well at the back when Motherwell kind of turned it up for 25 minutes and just defended his box like his life depended on it. So, we had a bit of experience with Jamie McDonald and goals as well. Wraith, won't be any pushovers, but absolutely no excuses if Rangers don't get through this one. Well, I suppose the last round, Scott, was as um, that's a warning enough, isn't it? I mean, Thistle at home, you thought, would, I mean, that just turned out the kind of slog that it shouldn't have been. Definitely. Uh, no, it won't be easy. I mean, I, I think Ian Murray's a right good manager um, from what he's done so far. I've really impressed with him at Airdrie. Really impressed with him. Just, I've interviewed him a few times and you can just tell he's that type. No, he's going to be a really good, really good manager, especially at that level. So, like Ian McCall in the last round, I think he'll go there. <clears throat> he'll go to Ibrooks with, with a game plan. And as Fraser says, a lot of experienced players in that Wraith Rovers team that no, shouldn't be phased going to Ibrooks. I mean, you'd expect Rangers to go and win comfortably, but you're right, Gav. I mean, the Thistle, the Thistle performance um, and how it panned out uh, should be a should be a warning. And back to the very first point I made, Rangers' attitude has to be right. You know, they need to get there for the first whistle. It's a cup quarter final. It's pretty much all they've got to play for at the moment. Uh, Michael Beale spoke about the importance of retaining the, the Scottish Cup. So that hunger and desire should be there right for the right for the off. Um so I'd expect Rangers to win, but like Fraser said, I don't I don't think it'll be a walkover. Are we? Okay, thanks a lot to both of you for your time today. I'll let you back on the rest of your day. And uh, we'll speak again next week. Thank you. Cheers guys, see you later. Thanks. Cheers, Fraser. Thanks a lot.